1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this.
3: Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of
4: OX.
5: So, you, do, you don't believe 8 to 10 inches? No,
4: not going that's
5: not going to happen. Well, John, you said this before in the past. Yeah. And, and, shall we wager?
4: Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm in. Well, what's your wager? Uh, I got two bucks. Okay. Yeah.
5: Two bucks says it, it, we get more than seven inches of snow. No,
4: we're going to get less than four.
5: Between now and when?
4: Thursday
5: the end of Thursday night. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll bet you the two bucks. All right. I mean I think you're completely wrong, man. Well, I listened to Dave Murray today on um Glover's show. Yeah. And he has said essentially we've got two different storms happening
4: here. Uh-huh.
5: What's going to happen is is tomorrow
4: sometime is it tomorrow? Well, you got the, uh, you, got we're the gonna low, have, you got the low hang pressure on, don't, front don't, moving yeah. in. Yeah, here we go. And then uh and then you got the high pressure front coming in from the northeast. Yeah. And uh you know when they meet yeah. there's uh, an event so tomorrow event.
5: tomorrow's going to be in the 50s you got the, is what they're uh, saying and there's going to be periods of rain El but La it's later tomorrow night uh-huh. that the temperatures will uh, it'll start to change uh tomorrow night from from rain to snow which right which creates ice then the wintery mix will go from snow Wednesday and continue uh-huh. into Thursday uh-huh. and it'll be in the 20s yeah at this point, at the end of the storm, AccuWeather expects 6 to 12 inches of snow. Yeah, not going to happen. No. I mean, because, you know, when, when people think of science, they think, how about that John Hancock?
4: Well, I'm just going off of, you know, history. So, you know, they say you're going to get snow, and it's going to be like 2 to 4 inches, and then you get a dust. And then they say you're going to get snow, it's going to be 3 to 6 inches, you get an inch. Yeah. So now they're saying what? Six to 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 twelve. Yeah, it's going to be two inches.
5: It's going to be two inches.
4: Yeah, but there's going to be a a layer of ice under there, and that does concern me because that's no good. You got the ice, and then you got the snow, and you know you go to shovel that stuff, and uh, you know. I hope you get a
5: foot of snow at your house, and I hope Georgian says to you, John, my back can't handle it. This is on you today, big boy. Get on out there since you said
4: it wasn't going to happen. Incredible. Shoveler, my wife. Yeah, uh, incredible. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe you know. You think about your Tom Brady out there, you know, <laughs> throwing the touchdown passes. <laughs> you, you think about you think about Jim Thorpe, you know, in the Olympics, uh, doing. None of them, none of them, can hold a candle to Georgianne with a snow shovel. I mean, with un- a snow shovel, unbelievable. Huh? This woman, uh-huh. she is unbelievable, and and she will be out there shoveling that snow. Uh, I'm
5: going to plead with her to say that because John says there's going to be no snow, Georgianne, I think you should take off, and and any snow that comes should be shoveled by
4: you. You know, every great athlete, they respond to to the crowd. You know, the crowd inspires the athlete to surge on to greater heights, higher heights, uh, better goals, and she will have no bigger fan on uh, Thursday afternoon than me out there. Applauding, screaming, uh, chanting, cheering as she is shoveling that snow off the driveway. It will be an amazing feat, the likes of which we may not see again in our lifetime. Did you ever used to run around the neighborhood and shovel snow for money? Uh, yeah,
5: I did. I did something kids don't really get to do much of anymore. I know we don't get snow anymore.
4: I would love Climate to have, I would love to have the kids uh, swing by and offer to. Because it does, it does pain me some to for my poor wife out there, uh, you know, shoveling the snow, and I, I'd I'd like to be able to have an alternative. You
5: can remember uh, the big snow in nineteen eighty two, the crippling eighteen inches that came to Saint Louis,
4: blocked the door, couldn't open the front door of the house. Where were you living? Uh, We were in Creve Corps at that time.
5: Yeah. Did you? um, And then after that, you know, we've never really had a snowstorm like that since. Right. We've had a couple of big ones. Do you uh, did as a kid, as you started to hear that the snow may come? Would you be up in the morning listening to Camel X to see if they would oh. say your school? Yes,
4: they used to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, Bob Hardy, yeah. and they'd have all the yeah. school yeah. closings. Johnsonville School District yeah. R nine, so it's all yeah. seventeen. You know, you yeah. get to R three, and that was uh, yeah, that was and, gold. And
5: and were you like me when the snow was coming? Did you make the uh, Independent decision that uh, I'm not doing homework because I'm convinced we're going to get enough snow that we don't have a class tomorrow. Why do the homework?
4: Well, I always uh, did the homework. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's you know who you yeah, are. Yeah, it's, it is. And, uh, you know, when you're a good student, you you do the work.
5: Yeah, you know? I guess I wasn't a great student. I hated school. Uh, I loved snowstorms. And uh, there was nothing better than uh, snowstorms. And I just feel sorry for these kids now because they don't get any snowstorms. And now, since the pandemic, they surely don't get a snow day because everybody go home and turn on your computer and listen to your teacher talk to you that way.
4: You know, I think, I think that one of the things that has come out of the COVID era here mm-hmm. is that the online learning that everybody had to do. Last year in 2020. Right. I think for some students, that's a better. Oh, I'm way sure. To, to learn.
5: Well, for some students, being homeschooled is a better yeah, situation. Yeah. For some students, going to a religious school is uh, the, the most appropriate. Right. You know, for some school kids, being a part of that larger, major environment is important. I, I like the idea that some kids may need to be able to do stuff online. Uh, in today's society. I am not—I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I'm supportive of that concept. Yeah, no, I don't think uh, where you and I differ is this idea that, you know, well, I ought to be able to take my money if I live in the Hazelwood School District and go to the Ladue School District if I want. I, that's where you and I differ. I think you live in a school district, you know, it's important that we have quality <laughs> schools in neighborhoods that have to be well-funded and okay. taken care of.
4: So let me ask you this. Okay. So you've got... A uh, a Deerberg's down the street from you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two miles away is a Schnook's. Right. All right. Should you have to shop at the Deerberg's that's close to you?
5: It's not a like same comparison. Why? You're talking about public education.
4: Yeah. You're talking about a mandate that we
5: as a society in a country decided from the almost the very beginning that yeah. we were going to. Provide schooling. Right. And it's one of the things that made America great. I know you like that phrase, make America great, (laughs) is our public education. And the idea now that we will allow certain parts of our public education to rot uh, and not really address the needs. And then this idea that, well, the way that we're going to fix this is we'll let
4: every kid have their money and they can go to a Catholic school or they can go to Yeah, That's not going to work. You know what rots in the free market? is businesses that don't cut it. They don't attract customers. John, they don't provide there's, value. First of all, we and don't they, they, they have they a real free business. market
5: in this country.
4: I, I I love that you're all about the free market. I do. I am.
5: Then then, 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 then none of these companies should ever get any type of government helper incentives. And
4: it's not what we're talk- it's not no, what talking about. No,
5: but that's what you're talking about um, when you're starting to say that the free market would be allow people to go from here to there. I Guess what? The choose. kid grows up in a certain school district in North County. It's not as easy for them to be mobile. Um, and to go to some school uh, 10 miles away or two miles away. I get to choose
4: my grocery store. I get to choose what I eat. I get to choose You get to choose where you're going to live. I get to choose where I'm going to live. If, if I've, you can if afford I've it. i got the uh, right, yeah. resources. The, the only thing I don't get to choose right. in this but country Right, but think about that is, young kid. Yeah.
5: Think about that young kid who's sitting in a school district that's yeah. rotting, yeah. whose parents may not care. Whose grandma may be the one that's raising them. Yes. And you're saying, oh, well, that kid ought to understand that he has the social mobility to be able to take his money and go to another school. No, yes. let's make his school work for him. Well, let's we've make tried that. neighborhood schools. We've tried that. No, we haven't.
4: Yeah. No, we haven't. We are spending $15,000 a year per student in this state and in public schools on average. And, uh, you know, I didn't spend that much for private schools for my kids, right? I mean, so we're spending a private school education for every student in the right. state. And if the school they're attending isn't getting the job done, they ought to be allowed to go someplace else and, and take the money with them. That's what I think. We'll keep it going. This all started out of snow days. <laughs>
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call Silenced.
3: Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I
0: love it at night. On
3: King of OX.
5: So, in front of me on the computer I'm looking at is a picture of St. Louis from uh, Illinois. There it is. And uh, there's a bunch of riverboats lined up in front of it. It made me remember memories I had when I was a kid of going to the McDonald's uh, that was on the riverboat growing up.
4: Did you ever go to that? Well, I... I don't like to talk, Uh, but I was in charge of the PR for that boat. uh, Really?
5: Yes. So when I was a little snarfer, going down there and getting my Big Mac, you may have had a hand in that. So,
4: so you were born in what, 75? No, 93, I was in high school. I was beyond that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, But no, I was was Ronald McDonald's boss back in the day. Felt like we went to the riverfront a lot when I was a little kid. Yeah? Especially, you know, we would go down for the VP Fair at that time, they called it, and they had the... um, I was there for the bicentennial, 1976, which was really the forerunner of the VP Fair. They had this huge fireworks and uh, amazing riverfront thing for the bicentennial, uh-huh. and then it took a few years, and then they started the VP Fair after that. But I was at I was at the bicentennial.
5: Yeah, and you you did you ever uh, go and work on any of the. Bu- Play music on any of the boats down on town? Yeah,
4: yeah. So, uh, the, you were on the Admiral and all that? Never on the Admiral. I was on the Goldenrod a bunch. And I was on the Robert E. Lee. I played on the Bell Angeline, uh, which was down there at the time. And did those boats
5: go for cruises? Like, yeah, no. Now the,
4: the Lee did. Um, Robert E. Lee did. The Goldenrod didn't move. The Bell Angeline didn't move. The Admiral did uh back in the day. And I played... I played a like a fiftieth college reunion for Wash U, really on the Robert E Lee in nineteen seventy. I mean, so these these are people that would have been graduated from high school in nineteen twenty five. Wow, Uh from college, so they were in the ragtime. uh, Well, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, but it was yeah, it was cool, and I I did a lot of that kind of stuff. And in the Riverfront, it was very vibrant then. Uh, lots of music, lots right. of lots of stuff. You'd park on the old cobblestones. Oh, I remember on, that. On yeah, Street. it was hard to walk on, yeah, especially as a little kid. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah. your little feet would get right, caught in those yeah. little ruts and stuff. And the, and the Goldenrod, which was on the riverfront, it, that, that boat was built in 1909, uh-huh. and they uh, it was a it was a working showboat back in the day, and then they they had the the ragtime festival every year for a week on the Goldenrod, usually in in June. But they would have live music on the the riverfront stage, on the the front of the boat. There, they'd have a, a show. They'd have a wharf stage on the on the on the riverside of the of the boat. They'd have a something going on in the in the bar inside. Right. In the theater, they'd have another live act going on, and then upstairs in the dining room, they'd have another act. So there was six. Live music acts going on all night from like six o'clock until one in the and morning. And did
5: it cost you to get onto the boat? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 okay, yeah.
4: You had to pay to get on, but people would come and just sit on the waterfront for free and, and uh-huh. listen to it. I mean, it was a. I feel like there's remarkable. nothing
5: going down on down nothing on the waterfront like anymore.
4: Nothing like that.
5: I, yeah. I mean, I don't. Later in life, they had the casino, right? That was the yeah. on the old Admiral. Well, the the Admiral's gone. Gone. Uh, I don't know that. Of course. I'm not sure that they even have the the stuff that the city by state used to operate, the Becky Thatcher and the Tommy, I think they're all gone. Yeah, I think they are. It's really sad because, uh, but in fairness, I haven't been down there. I haven't had a desire to yeah. go down there, but maybe that's because there's nothing there.
4: Yeah, and you know, you go to, like, you go to Chicago. Oh. And you know, you hop on a on a boat and you you take the Chicago River and you do the little You go cruise to Louisville.
5: There. You go to yeah, almost anywhere. any city. San Memphis. Yeah. I mean, let's stay in our same geography. Like you go to Memphis, you go to uh you know, that it's right there. People are, are utilizing it. You know, we really separated ourselves from the river. I I love what we've done to the arch. Um, the Arch grounds and the new development that's taken place there, but I think we really need to focus on trying to find some way.
4: To revitalize that landing area all, well, all the way to underneath the arch. The landing used to be such a great night a spot. a great music venue. Yeah, you had Mississippi Nights down there. Yeah, uh, so many places. The restaurants. Lucius uh, Boomers. Uh, you know, There used to be a, one of the great pianists in St. Louis history is a guy named Petal Williams. Mm-hmm. And he played at Hannigan's and um, great jazz player. Tremendous. Uh, I hope he's still around. And... Um, you know, you had all that going on down there and live music and, and good food, lots of action, people on the street, you know, lots of pedestrian traffic, and, and that's all seemingly gone now.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but anyway, I just, that came to my memory as I was looking at these pictures of the boats. Um, did you uh, remember when the river used to freeze over when we were younger? Your yeah. Parents ever to take you look at the river when it was frozen over? We never did that, no. Yeah, no, we did.
4: I, you know, if I were gonna get on skates, it's probably
5: no, 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 I'm not suggesting that, no. but we would drive to the river to be able to see, like, because that was cool that all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it's frozen over. We wouldn't walk out there. What do you think? We're crazy. Well, I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. well, you are, but I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, just to see all the ice
4: in the water, you don't see it completely froze over that much anymore. Yeah, you ever go uh, ice skating outside uh, down to uh. Forest Park. And yeah, the, uh, Steinberg. Steinberg I've, I've, yeah. yeah,
5: I've uh, ice skated there quite a bit. I've been to the place in Clayton. Uh, what yeah. is that? Shaw Park. Yeah. Um, and I like ice skating. Um, you know, it's fun. You do, know, I got do you the, ice skate?
4: <clears throat> I got the skating merit badge uh,
5: in the Scouts. Yeah. You also got the navigation <laughs> merit badge. And you've already discredited yourself with that. Uh, you got the wilderness survival merit badge. Now, let me just tell you what this guy's wilderness expertise are. Oh. He's able to look up and say, yep, it's raining. Outside no. of that, he, he can't build fire.
4: A buddy. He can't. Yo, a I, could cook a, I could cook a hamburger and a pepper. I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and, and so, so here's what I did. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm humble. I don't like to talk. But uh, out there by myself in the middle of the, the woods, the deadly, deadly animals prowling about bears, tigers, um, there at the SBARF Scout Ranch. <laughs> and, um, oh, that sounds like pain to me having they, to be at a scout and ranch. They, and, they, and they send me and they send me out by myself with nothing, nothing but the tools I can carry with me in my backpack. And there I am. And it's getting dark. And
5: ooh, ooh.
4: the owls are hooting.
5: Ooh, ooh.
4: The, the tigers roaring out there. The lions. <coughs> You got, you got bears, and here I am with my hammer building a lean-to, Michael.
5: A, what is a lean-to?
4: Uh, a tent. How do you make a lean-to? It leans to the... Well, explain you
5: know, explain how you made it there well, it, for it,
4: your survival. So you got to get the wood frame. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, and, and you got to get the other crossbar there, mm-hmm. and then you got to lay the limbs through it, and then all the leaves in there to, to block you from nature's elements which mm-hmm. are very very damaging. You very did dangerous. this I did.
5: And did you spend the night and, out there? Uh, yes. Were you by yourself? Yes. Was and there a scoutmaster close? No. No
4: scoutmaster. What was
5: the closest human being to you? Miles from where I was. This is a completely made and, up and fabricated and, story and, and, right and now. And I've
4: got the to lean-to there and I've got I've got to, a rock for a pillow.
5: Yes. <laughs> a rock. Yes. Did you have your um your flint to yes. be able to start your own little fire. My flint,
4: my steel, and my steel wool, which came in very handy. What do you I, do with steel uh, wool? Well, you got to get the, you know, and then you get the uh, stud and then the fire. How, so, what does steel wool have to do well, with... Well, the friction and then the spark and the fire. So, But
5: the wool doesn't catch on fire.
4: It all catches on fire. It's unbelievable. And so I had the... You steel get the, wool it, catches on fire? Of course it does. And then you get the fire... And then you blow You mean you to blow. tell me that a Brillo pad will fire. catch on fire? You're blowing on the fire. Yes. And uh <laughs> and, 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 and then and then you add little sticks and little twigs and yeah. then and then larger sticks and larger twigs and then the fire grows and then even bigger sticks and the fire is getting bigger and it's getting bigger. And then you whip out the pepper. There it is. Uh-huh. The pepper you were given when you left be all by yourselves, and you stuff that sucker with ground beef. Oh, well, that's definitely survival. And you showed up with ground beef from schnooks
5: and a hollowed-out green pepper. All by
4: yourself, Michael. With your steel wool stick all and flint. All by yourself, and you, yeah. you put that pepper on that fire, and it cooks, and you smell it, and the bears smell it, and the tigers smell it. It's not good. It's very unsafe, huh. and you cook that thing, and you eat it you eat it. It's so good. And then you you climb into your lean-to there that you've, you've made. You put your head down on the rock. You cover up with the leaves that you've found in the, in the field. Uh, that give a little warmth and you spend the night and then you earn the Wilderness Survival Merit Badge, which I did in 1977. What a great story. We'll
5: have to Take a moment to process that and wonder exactly how the insurance companies ever validated this troop to allow John Hancock to do anything with fire or navigation.
4: It may or may not be true. It's about to be a great night. Feeling really good tonight. Yeah. this is one hell of a night. Now,
3: back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX.
4: Well, uh, that was rather something you were with us in the last segment when my integrity was being questioned by Michael Kelly uh, over the concept of flammable steel wool, uh, which he didn't believe was actually a thing that I engaged when I was getting the Wilderness Survival Merit Badge in the Boy Scouts in 1977. Well, let's go to the Google, shall we? But why does steel wool burn, it says here on Google? Iron is actually a flammable substance. Steel wool, which is primarily iron, has a very high surface area that exposes it to oxygen. Combine that with the thin fibers that quickly transmit heat, and you can maintain combustion. Steel wool. Combustible.
5: So fire. what happens to the wool after it catches fire it just goes away
4: but you that's when you add the little sticks and the little I just stuff didn't realize steel wool could, could catch fire when I think well, of steel wool when, I think of steel I think of steel When I'm explaining I don't think to steel you steel catches fire but when I'm explaining to you I heard it. that I am a man I'm like Grizzly Adams without the beard uh I am a man of the outdoors and I was out there with my steel wool and my flint and my, and my sticks and my lean-to and my manure, uh, pepper, and my hamburger. Manure. There I was. Yeah. Um, but you know who else is with us? Who's this? Doug. Hey, Doug. Doug, you're on Camel X. Welcome aboard. Well, How you doing, guys? Have Great, never brother been better, you? Doug. Uh, feeling very, very proud of myself right now. I can tell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, good for you. You should.
3: I never got the Wilderness Badge in Boy Scouts. I barely got through the camping trip. No, you had a um... live, too. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, regarding the Robert E. Lee. Yes. uh, I actually worked on the Robert E. Lee. My band played for the company that owned the Robert E. Lee, which is a company based out of California.
4: Yeah. Oh. Zip.
3: Coco's restaurants oh, around is. the area. Yeah, Coco's, and they used okay. To, yeah, no, no. I was playing music. Yeah. Um, and and we and I played. The, we were like the house band at a place they owned on Clayton and Kerr's Mill called the Moorings Restaurant. Ooh, okay. Um, which which was like across the street from the barn to Lucerne. Okay.
4: Nice.
3: Um, and every once in a while they'd move us from one place to another for a month. You know, just to kind of spice things up a little bit. And they had us under Robert E. Lee. And uh, one of the times under Robert E. Lee, it was winter. And I believe it was winter of, of 77. Um, and uh, we What were a down coincidence.
4: There. That's when I was getting the yeah. wilderness yeah. survival merit badge. Yeah, that's right. I you're, right, you're, right ahead. There, you're steel wool <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, on the riverfront. Um, I thought I saw you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, we were, we were playing one night. And, of course, you, you mentioned parking on the cobblestones. Well, this one particular night, it was icy and everything. But we're playing and we're noticing cars parked on the cobblestones as we're are playing through C yeah. windows and stuff. Yeah. And this one car starts sliding. Ooh. Ooh. And it slid. Ooh. And it slid it slid very slowly. Yeah. And it slid right into the river.
4: Ooh. Not a good day.
3: <laughs> Not a good we day. That. We were watching it. We were watching it thinking, boy, I wonder who the poorest slob is and owns that car because
4: <laughs> Well, I'll tell you gonna... I'll tell you what pr- what likely happened is that he jumped out of the car. And he grabbed his steel wool, and That's he probably it. made a fire and cooked the hamburger right there. <laughs> he was probably he was probably
3: trying to stay warm. It was so cold.
5: Yeah, Doug, yeah. what you smoking tonight? Uh,
3: actually, I just I finished a uh, a Rocky Patel uh, Habano Edge Ooh. Habano. Very nice. Uh, those are very good. And um, last night I was thinking about you, John, because I I smoked a a wonderful uh, La Florida Minacona. <sighs> And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan.
4: Um, oh, yeah, those are all good. You and know. tonight and, tonight is the perfect night for a cigar outside. Yeah, he yeah. was totally thinking uh, about you when he put, when he extinguishes
5: his cigar, yeah. when he,
4: like, puts it into yeah, his no, tray. Doug and I are going to hang. He, that's
5: when he thinks about Hancock. Uh, no,
4: no, no, we're going to hang. Doug, have yourself a magnificent evening. Well, you too,
3: and I'll tell you what, uh, if, if push comes to shove and I'm outside having a cigar and I need to get warm, I'll just come in here and grab a Brillo pad and fire that's it. Well, up not, not
4: the Brillo pad. because It's got soap in it. Now,
3: you got to have oh, just, true, that will work. just the steel wool. Yeah. Plain old steel and wool. Take that's it from— You're, from, take it you're from, right about that because I'll tell you what, my dad used to say the same thing. My dad knew all about that kind of stuff, and yeah? he said, oh, yeah, steel wool burn, no problem. Yeah? Yeah.
4: Take it from the so, Eagle uh, Scout, Doug. Oh, yeah. he's This guy's oh, a regular old MacGyver coming, here, Let dog. me Let me salute you. Uh, see you, Doug. And let's go now. Let's turn our attention to Jim. Jim, you're on Camo X. Hey, how are we doing tonight? Uh, very well, Jim. I've been uh, I've been debunking a lot of misinformation coming out from my co-host here.
2: Uh, I can confirm. I used to do Civil War reenacting. We yes. do night fires. Yeah, and we would we would take double lap steel wool, put a yes. little yes. bit of WD forty on it. Yes, you that... get a fireball coming oh, out of that barrel, like, like you it's, wouldn't it's, believe. It's
5: like an
4: explosion. Bill. That stuff,
5: Bill. You were doing yeah. what? You were doing Civil War reenactments, Jim. Yeah, it's Jim. Jim.
4: Yes, yeah.
5: and wait a minute. You would take the steel wool and put WD-40 on it?
4: Yeah, a little WD-40. Now, how
5: is that related to a Civil War uh, well, reenactment?
4: The Civil they didn't War, have WD-40. We were, we were, no, in the Civil War, it was WD-2, uh, <laughs> you know, an early version. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. We were putting on a dog and pony show
2: for the spectators. They loved yeah,
4: it. Yeah. yeah, the crowd, the, the fans are out there. What? Uh, oh, yeah.
2: What? What's your uniform look like? Well, I'm um, uh, either the 3rd Missouri Confederate or 24th Missouri Infantry.
5: Oh wow! And does your wife do this with you, or uh- uh, my ex-wife? used to. Yeah, <laughs> she just have enough of it. Well, she
2: well, I seceded from her.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, uh, so while we got you here, Jim, and uh, burning mm-hmm. the steel wool and uh, proving my point, which I appreciate. In fact, give that man a cigar, and then uh, let me ask you this, Jim: in the okay. in the entirety of the Civil War. What do you think is the pinnacle moment of that war?
2: It would have to be the Emancipation Proclamation.
4: In 1863. Yep. And, uh, and, and so go ahead and elaborate on that.
5: Well,
2: because um, at that particular point in time, the Union never looked back. I mean, you know, as Shelby Foote used to say, before the Civil War, it used to be the United States are, and after the Civil War, it was the United States is. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was essentially taking what was embodied in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, and making it the law of the land for everybody.
4: Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty deep, and that's that's really good. Um, on the battlefield, was the pivotal point uh, Gettysburg? No, I would think it would be Vicksburg. Okay, the the siege.
2: Yeah. Uh, the the war was essentially won in the west uh-huh and uh, if you think about it you know after Ulysses Grant had so much success in the West, Lincoln brought him east and right. again they never looked back
4: well that's that's a really good point in in the you know in post Gettysburg it was just it was sheer numbers right it, it just uh, the war of attrition at that point, you got the wilderness and in the, in the wars that were the battles that were fought after Gettysburg. It was uh, the, the North superior numbers and equipment. Uh, oh yeah. Well, Robert
2: E Lee told his staff at one point, you know, they said, well, you know, if you, they've got this and they've got that. And, and Lee finally said, stop. If we go to ciphering, we're going to lose. Hmm. He said, because we don't have the numbers.
4: Yeah. So well, while I have you now, because I, this, I love this stuff. This fascinates me. So let's go to Pickett's Charge at Gettysburg, all right? Okay. Um, was it a miscalculation by Lee, or was that the only option he had at that point, do you think?
2: At that point, it was probably the only option he had because Jeb Stewart had finally shown right. up. Right, yeah. And if Pickett's men had broken through there at the wall, Jeb Stewart's men were supposed to come from the other direction and split the Union Army in, two. Yep. But had they had he listened to Longstreet a couple of days before that, they probably could have won there. If they'd have gotten in the rear early on, they'd
4: have won. And and I think if the South wins Gettysburg, given given Lincoln's lack of popularity at that point in time, you know he would have lost the election if it were held then. I think um, that might have hit might have been the ball game, right?
2: Well, even as late as eighteen sixty four, you know, when they had no idea where Sherman was in Georgia, right? And Lincoln was terrified that he was going to lose that election until all of a sudden, you know, Sherman shows up in Savannah, right, and and says, "Hey, you know, I've got a gift for you."
4: Yeah, uh, remarkable. I love history, Jim. You have been a delightful caller. I'm I'm so well, glad, so glad you joined the show tonight, and uh, wish when, you well. When's the next reenactment?
2: Um, you know, I don't do it too much anymore. They're doing one in Pittsfield, Illinois in June.
4: Where's that? Well, the battle of Pittsfield, you know, big, big battle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lincoln and Lee will be there. A friend of mine portrays Lee. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Uh, and, and so you're, you're a Confederate when you reenact?
2: Uh, unless we have to galvanize, then we become the, uh, 24th, uh, Missouri infantry, which was a union unit.
4: All right. You ever uh ever hang out with the twentieth uh, Maine? No. Oh. All right. No, they're 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 too far east for us. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh all right, Jim, thanks so much. Okay, my pleasure. All right. When we come when we come back, Michael. Yes, sir. Uh we're gonna talk about uh Stan Cronkey and Karma. Uh, well yeah, sure. What else did you want to talk All about? All
5: kinds of stuff. I got to, I got to talk to you about Stan Kroenke because I'm, I'm, I'm not happy.
4: Not happy. No. Is Michael Kelly. That's next on KMOX. Oh, Pink Floyd, Money, Seven Four time. Seven Four Time, PJ. Oh, What's that mean five, to regular six, people? Seven. one, ten, one two, three. <laughs> never mind. What does seven four times? Well, mean you got seven beats per measure. Six seven one, two, what's the four three, four five six seven quarter note is one B five six seven one two three four five six seven one. Well, what is a
5: Doug a, would know? Doug, Doug was a drunk. What's the difference between quarter note and a regular note? Well, it's a quarter note, it's a
4: one one, you know, it's a quarter note.
5: All right, I don't know what we're talking about. I didn't pay attention to music class, apparently. Uh uh-uh. uh, you know what? I did pay Ray attention too. to what's that. What a dirtball Stan Kroenke is. <laughs> I mean, is there a bigger dirtball? Did you see him when they showed his face the other uh, I day? Did. And he's I did. He's walking around with sunglasses on like he's some Hollywood. He's a Missouri Hoosier. He was... You know, and he's acting like he's some big Hollywood dude. Inherited he, most of that money. Well,
4: he was the victim of bullying. Yeah. He was bullied in, in school. Yeah. And... um. In fact, his school district... Went well, if you looked
5: a, like that, you deserved to get bullied.
4: Well, he was very poor. Yeah. And he had old raggedy shoes. And, and you right. know, if you want to understand Stan Kroenke's passion for money, you've got to understand where he came from. And, and he was extremely poor. He was made fun of in school. He was bullied uh, so badly that when the school had a natural, I, I can't remember if it was a tornado or whatever, destroyed the school where he went. They asked him, and he, at this point he's a billionaire. Uh huh. They asked him for sixty thousand dollars. Uh huh. To renovate the school, and he said no. Why? Um, he doesn't give money away. I mean, the guy. If you look at if you look at the Forbes four hundred list. Yeah. They also do a philanthropy, you know, section. Uh huh. Stan Kroenke's philanthropy is zero. He gives no money away. What a third. And boy. <laughs> well, but it goes back to his childhood, and he was bullied, and you know, I mean, the guy's got a. Well, multiple, he needs a therapist. Yes, he's got multiple emotional, psychological issues, all of which have manifested themselves to what we what we see today.
5: Well, thank you for sharing that, and yeah. uh, I, I'm now interested because I just think the guy's a dirtball. I'd like to <laughs> stuff him in a trash can, and um, I think that um, that's about all I want to say about that. Other than the law of karma should make it so that he does not win the Super Bowl. Go Bangles. in his own stadium. Well, we had Go our Joe Burrow. We had our NFL expert on. Is <laughs> he well, a beauty or what? Speaking of beauties, <laughs> yeah, we got this young man with us, and do you is. remember your you remember your first big job? Yes.
4: What were you, do? what'd you do? Playing the piano. Yeah. Six Flags. There I was. Had my little hat on. Yeah. Little vest. Uh, stomping my foot on the wooden stage there, playing, banging out the maple leaf rag. Yeah.
5: That was one of my, one of my first responsibilities was kind of managing that little bag rat shack and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And,
4: but uh, this is a big job this guy's got.
5: Yeah, producer. So let's tell, introduce Matthew. Well,
4: so you know, I don't know. A couple months ago, you know, we've had a, a little bit of a carousel of producers around here at KMOX. Uh, people have been <laughs> moving along, and um, and and we've had a number of folks that have sat here, and because you and I, they don't want us to touch any buttons, because Lord knows what would happen. It would be bad.
5: No, they need a robot to do that. For well, them. or
4: somebody that knows what they're doing. And so uh, here's this guy, Matt Pajeski. Shows up. I don't know, a month or two ago, and and uh, we're in here on a Monday night, and there he was. He's good. He, I mean, he's good. He gets it. He, he he's he adds to the quality of the show. Uh huh. Phenomenal. And it kind of reminded me of our producer on, on Friday mornings, Chris Myhill. Chris Myhill.
5: Now, Chris has been with
4: KMOX 42 years. Wow, think about that. And Myhill has been producing, you know, back to the Jack Carney days. Right. And, and um, just think someday, Yeah. if if Matt Pajeski
5: yeah. makes it for 42
4: years, it'll be, uh, let's let's do the math here. So it's uh, 22, it's 22, 22 it's 32, 42, 52, uh, 62. 64.
5: 64 if he went for 42 years. i no, th- I'll and, be 100
4: years old in 2064. And he'll be
5: sitting here with two dummies. <laughs> well, I will uh, be here. Two years from now. And, oh, no, I'm not suggesting we're the dummies. And he'll be saying, man, I go back all the way to the days of Hancock, Hancock and Kelly. And yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Well, could you imagine? Well, it's well, gonna Matt, be.
5: Won't that be something to revel in, huh? You know, and
4: you think about, though, the history of this station and uh, what it has done. Um, we had a we had a woman on you know for the 50th anniversary of KMOX which was back in 1975 50 years and uh, they had the gal that played the piano on the air long before they were a talk station right you know and they you know music and general entertainment and variety and stuff and going back to her who lived in Washington Missouri and she played the piano here for years and then you you move into the into the 30s and 40s and the and the Cardinal games and the Browns games that were here. Dizzy Dean broadcasting, Franz Locks broadcasting, and then you move into the Harry Carey era uh, with Joe Garagiola and Jack Buck doing the Cardinal games, and then Robert Highland starting talk radio. Right. I mean the the history of this station is amazing.
5: It really is. And then you bring in young, talented folks like Matt, who grew up here in St. Louis and went to Webster, right, Matthew? That's right. And uh, your degree is in
0: audio production.
5: And uh, what 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 would you what does that mean for John and I? Well,
0: really, what I went to school for was mostly like this Rec- recording of like music actually no oh. but then i i joined the radio club there and that's really kind of how it all started was uh the galaxy so, radio and did you, you
5: grow you, did you grow up listening to camel x i did cardinal games on every summer yeah
4: yeah and your parents were camel x listeners yes, i guess and their parents were camel mm-hmm.
5: do they and, listen to you now they do yeah. so that do they know that you're producing this show and that you're like we'll likely
0: talk with you yes yes they do I, I you know I, I, sh- I shoot them a quick text every now and then like hey Coming up in the next segment, you might want to tune in.
5: Yeah, with Hancock and Kelly. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, they'll go. be listening to Hancock and Kelly regardless if I'm on internet. Hey, well, hello.
5: I mean, who's not? <laughs> right. Matt, yeah. who's not? A I lot. was. I, I ran into Kate Upton down in Florida. Really, he did. She told me that she listens <laughs> to yeah. us all the time does not. too. <laughs> I said, "Chill out. Yeah, chill out. Leave me alone. Get in line." So, yeah. Kate
4: Upton, what? Uh, What'd you, what'd you We're is? talking about Pajeski. Yeah, I just we are. Thought, well, i really talk about Kate I, to yeah, I would too.
5: <laughs> yeah, I was just name dropping her because you know <laughs> uh, she's kind of a celebrity, you know. But uh, no, they they listen to Kmwax down there in um, uh, Florida. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
4: these especially
5: you know, late at night, right? You know, this signal beams all over the country if the clouds are low. Yeah, and we've got you, when you've got uh, you know uh, good programming going out there, Fair. people want to listen
4: and of call in. They do, like Doug and and Jim and Jim. <laughs> well, I, I just think you know, for me, uh, it's such an honor to to be able to be on these airways. Oh, it's a
5: privilege. Yeah, it, it really is. is. It is,
4: and uh, it's so enjoyable, and and to meet the talented people that work here. And and Matt, you're you're one of them. Well, thank you. And can.
5: to get to be with a guy on his first day. Today's your Boy. first official day. First yeah. official day. Now he he had been doing some part time yeah, work yeah, here yeah. at KMOX and hopping around, but he is now a part of the KMOX right. family. So, and congratulations! Are you on salary brother? now
4: for the love That's of people? Right. he yep. is. He's on salary. Congratulations, you, yeah. man. Thank we you, haven't guys. we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've been here for fifteen years and we're still getting paid by the hour and it ain't much. Um, hey, that's my buddy
5: John Hancock. <laughs> You're gonna want to tune in on Friday mornings from eight thirty to eleven. We get, we, uh,
4: by, we get paid by the hour there too. We
5: sit in for Charlie and Amy. We, we do cover a little bit more of the political topics than we do here on our late we night do. show. Yes, yes, you can catch us on Sunday mornings at eight thirty on we also Fox too. Get paid
4: by the hour, and we uh,
5: speak to uh, all the politics. That's the television show. Dave Glover also has us on Fridays at three. We're grateful to what's be with up? you, and I'm honored to be here on Matt Pajeski's first, first day. Cheers hon- to you, I'm Matt. honored to be working with you guys. What, on my what's, first coming, day.
4: what's coming up after all of this uh, fun and excitement? 10
0: o'clock is the best of the DGS. The
4: best of the DGS is coming up. Has and, to be every segment we're on. Uh yeah. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. And uh yeah, because you got the glover over here. You got the you got the oh, trace go. gazelle
1: over there. Hey,
5: John Madden, let's get out of
1: here. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Have fun. Bye.